You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. This summer at 2911, we're looking back at some of the iconic movies of the 1980s. This week's about one of the most famous fathers of all time. This is The Empire Strikes Back. Last week, we started with a little, little kind of a little quiz, you know, the, the quote, and uh, you helped me complete the quote. I'm going to do something kind of like that today, except today, we're going to throw a quote up on the screen, and you helped me figure out who was it that said that, okay? So here's the first one. Who said, I'd just as soon kiss a Wookiee? <laughs> Princess Leia, is that right? Yeah, yeah it was, uh, arguing with Han Solo, like, like they did quite a bit. All right, what's the next one? Mud hole, slimy, my home this is. <laughs> Yoda. You kind of tell by the light because he always mixed up his words there, right? My home this is, yeah. Uh, and it was, mud, it was a muddy slime hole. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Han Solo, what did he say that about? The tauntaun. Yeah, he cut a tauntaun carcass open so that he could slide Luke inside of it so he wouldn't freeze to death. And he said, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Really, really cool idea there, isn't it? Right? Okay, next one. Don't worry about Master Luke. I'm sure he'll be all right. He's quite clever, you know, for a human being. See, the, the Star Wars crowd is over here today. Can y'all hear them? C-3PO, yes. Yeah, so trying to encourage R2-D2. Okay, can, can y'all help me pronounce this one right here? Oh, I don't know, something like that, right? <laughs> Who said that? Chewbacca. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's favorite. Wouldn't would you love to have a Chewbacca, Chewbacca as a friend if, if he'd take a bath or get a haircut or something, right? All right, last one right here. I am your father. <laughs> we know that one. Everybody knows that, right? Darth Vader. And this is where we want to preach from today. This is where we begin. There toward the end of the second movie, this is where we want to begin. This is the moment of all the movies. It's only the second movie made in the middle of about 12 uh, 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 Star Wars movies. But this is the moment. It's the moment that the good guy, Luke Skywalker, finds out that the bad guy, Darth Vader, is his dad. That, that's, that's a real important moment, right? And, and that's, that's when he finds this out. Luke, I am your father. Oh, I'm sorry, he doesn't say Luke. Everybody, everybody mixes that up. He doesn't say Luke, he just says, no, I am your father, right? Uh, but when he, he finds this out, and he tries to talk Luke into joining him on the dark side. But the worst part to me is not that this father, and he didn't always know he had a, a son. He didn't know he had a son until, uh, until like late, later in his life here. And as, as a matter of fact, the writers didn't even know he had a son until later in his life here. That's an inside joke for you uh, Star, Trek, uh, Star Wars fans. Uh, he didn't even know that uh, he, had, he had that um, had son. And, 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 so, and, and now finding it out that he has a son, and you know what he does? He tries to talk him into joining him with the dark side. That's not the worst part. Here, I think, is the worst part is Darth Vader didn't have anything to offer Luke except the dark side. He didn't have anything else to give him. There was nothing else in his life except the dark side. That was all he had, and that was all he had to give. Can, can, you, can you relate that and think about the repercussions if that's the way we live our life, guys? 
If that's the kind of dad we would become is that we wouldn't have anything to offer except something like that. He, he couldn't even teach his boy how to fish, hunt, ride a bike, fly a kite. He couldn't, he couldn't teach him any of those things. Couldn't uh, use a hammer. He couldn't teach him how to be a gentleman. He couldn't teach him how to treat a lady. He couldn't do any of those things because all he had to offer him was the dark side. Guys, we got to be careful. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of getting in this world. I mean, you got, you got to get a lot of stuff. You got, you, got to, you got to get a job. You got to get a place to live. You got to get money. You know, you, you, got, you got to get all these things. If I need to change, y'all wave at me let me know. You got to get a lot of stuff. But in all you're getting, make sure, like this next slide, make sure, these, these three things, make sure you're getting something to give away to your kids. Make sure you're, you're, you have something worth sharing. When you get all this stuff, that you, make sure you have something worth sharing with your kids. Make sure you're becoming something worth imitating. Make sure you don't get to the end of your life and look back and, and like Darth Vader, you think, I, I don't have anything. Make sure you don't get there and, think, and have nothing to hand off. You know, Darth Vader, you know, his whole thing was about ruling the galaxy. And he was, he was one step away from it. He was one death away from it. And he could rule the galaxy. He was that close. He, he, he only had the emperor to get out of the way. And, and then he, he, would, he would have it. And he was that close. And, and, and it seemed like that was all anybody could ever want, right? But, but Jesus spoke to that. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus said, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? You know, maybe, maybe you could say, you know, Jesus, if he was talking about Darth Vader, which is a fictitious story, so, you know, probably wouldn't be talking about it, but he would say, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole galaxy but lose your own soul? What do you gain? Because there's a lot of people, and I've heard people talk, wow, I'm, I'm really thundering up here, so <laughs> I guess it's me. There's, there's a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people talking, and, and, and they think, yeah, but that would be it. If you gain the whole world, what else is there but to lose your own soul? but to lose your own soul. And, and, but how could I do that? And if we look at the, Darth Vader, the story of Darth Vader, fictitious, yes, I know, but look at it. And, and, and we, we see in it this scripture really fulfilled and gaining all of this. And think about all the things that Darth Vader lost. And if he had, if he had been able to, to, to gain the galaxy, and he was, he was just that close, you know, because there was a little bit of good news for Darth Vader at the very end. But if he, if he had been able to just get the galaxy, he would have even lost that little bit. It's like he lost everything by going after this in exchange for his soul. And, and guys, you know, a lot of times I, I even paraphrase this in this way. It's what, what would we gain? What would it profit me to gain the whole world but lose my family? What would it gain me, guys? So I want to challenge you guys. I want to challenge you to man up and be the father that God has gifted you and also challenged you to be, that he's put inside of you. I, 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 want, I want to challenge you to go for all of it. So, so just a few lessons from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back today, and we'll dig into some of the others. Just, we got to go back to some history as well as some of the other, uh, other stories as well. But, so here's, here's the first thing is make it better. Okay, I want to challenge you. Make it better, guys. Make it better because... That's who we are, right? As men, we're fixers. 
aren't we? You know, our wife, you know, come home, comes home and she starts telling us something that, you know, is bad about her day or bad about her life. And what do we do? We, we don't think that, oh, she needs to talk, right? <laughs> We're not thinking that. We're thinking, give me a hammer. I'll fix it, honey. You know, what is it? We'll fix it. That's who we are. We're fixers. Okay, guys, then let's fix it. If we're fixers, then let's fix it. But you know what? You know, I see us fixing lots of stuff, but I don't see us sometimes, I don't see us fixing the most important thing. Let's fix it. Okay, so like, like isn't this, isn't this, next slide, isn't this the rule for, for all of us guys? Pass along something better than was passed on to you. Isn't that supposed to be it? Isn't that, what you and, isn't that what you and I as dads, you know, and moms too, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Whatever has been given to us by the previous generation, we should make it better, right? We, so we can pass on something even better. You know, you, you, you might have only gotten this much, but pass on something better. Or maybe, maybe you were blessed and you've been given this much. And listen, I'm not talking about financial inheritance, that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm talking about what you were giving, you know, and maybe you've been blessed with, with just awesome parents who, who had, had a lot of good heritage and stuff to pour into you, and you've got this kind of legacy. Well, then you gotta, maybe, maybe you've got to work a little bit harder, but pass on something even greater than you, than you had passed on to you. You know, last week we talked, we ended this sermon, and we talked a little, little bit about kite string, okay? Uh, and if you weren't here, you think, kite string? Yeah, so l- l- let me say just a little bit to catch those people up with us, those of you who were here last week, let, let them catch up with us, okay? Is, is like kite string, when it breaks, you know, then, then if you tie a knot and you tie it back together, you're tying around, it's like you're tying the, the, the weakness that was there, you're tying it out of the equation now, and so the string is actually stronger after it breaks and you tie it than it was in the first place. But if, if you, and I think this is what Darth Vader did, is if you somehow just try to kind of put it together. Now, I, I don't even know how you confuse string. You know, you confuse like metal. You know, you can weld it. I don't, need, I, don't, I don't know if there's any way to fuse string, but if you can glue it or fuse it in some way, that's kind of like what, what Darth Vader had done. You see, he never dealt with the issues. He just kind of tried to put it back together enough to get through life. Tried to put it back together so he could go wipe out some more sand people or, or put it back together enough so he could go wipe out some more Jedi or something. You know, and, he, and he never dealt with the issue. So, so what he was handing Luke, is he was handing Luke a ball of string with a bunch of weaknesses in it, places that were already broken and not put back together. And if they were, they weren't put back together very, very well. And so what is Luke left with? I mean, this is what we, what we really discover is when we realize that he's the father. I mean, this is what I, I get out of this is that Luke and everybody else in the galaxy is having to go and try to fix all of the, all of the weak places and the mistakes and the, the actions of Darth Vader and maybe the Emperor and some other people too, but really Darth Vader is the one. And so Luke is having to fix all of the broken places of his father and the heritage that have been handed down to him. He's having, to, he's having to deal with the things that his dad didn't deal with, all of the anger issues and, and, and the fears, uh, you know, and the, the, the lashing out. All of this is Luke was having to deal with this because Darth Vader didn't deal with it. And so here's the question now, you know, about our kite string, you know, that, that we're handing down to our next generation. Four questions. Do we know our weak spots? Do you know them? Then what are you doing with them? Are you, are you just trying to fuse? Are you saying, no, I'm getting rid of this and tie, tie a knot around it? 
to get that weak spot out of the way. You need some help with one of the, understanding what that means. Talk to me. Text me or something, and, I, and I'll, I'll be glad to, to interact with you. Or let's go sit and have coffee, and I, I, we'll talk about that. I can tell you how to tie around some of those issues. You know, is, is, is that what's going to happen? Do we know our weak spots? What, what will the string we pass down look like? Will it, will it be just, uh, just a, a weak, broken pieces of string that we're, we're handing off? Will it have fewer weak spots? Because we've worked through those things, we've tied off those things. How strong will it be? That's the question we've got to ask. Come on, guys. We, we're men. You know, we, we used to have that saying, and I don't want to offend anybody here, okay? But we used to have that saying, you know? We, we, you know, if I apologize, I remember it happened one time, you know, playing church softball, uh, turning a double play, and threw the ball to the first baseman in, in the dirt a little bit. He snatched it up, and I apologized on the way off the field, and, and he said, hey, if it was easy, little girls would be doing it, right? And we used to say that kind of, you know, don't offend any little girls here, okay? But, but, you know, we're the men. You know, this is who we are. God's called us to be. God has gifted us to be. God has challenged us to be. Then I step up and make it better. Everything, that's what we're, we're the fixers. Let's make it better. Okay, so here's the second lesson. Be there, okay? And I, I, I throw this one in here because it is, you know, if, I, if I'm going to share one thing in a, Father's Day sermon, if I possibly can, it is this right here. Be there. Be there for him. Okay, now, uh, and this was in one of the prequels. We learned this about Anakin. Now, Anakin is Darth Vader's actual given name. Okay, so when he's a little boy and he's Anakin Skywalker, this, this is, this is uh, who he is. And his mother said there was no father. She explains that there was no father. Now, she's saying there wasn't even a father, you know, kind of like Jesus. What she's saying is like there was an immaculate conception. Now, when you see that, it's like, oh, come on, really, seriously? But here's, here's, you know, here's what it's trying to say. He's like, he's the chosen one. He could be the chosen one because of this. But let me tell you, there's a, there's a lot of differences between Anakin Skywalker and Jesus. But let me give you one really big difference. Is that Jesus, Heavenly Father, when he sent him and allowed him to come be born as an earthly being, as God in the flesh... The Father also, our Father in heaven, also made sure he had an earthly father too. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. God sends an angel and says, now, now listen, listen, Joseph. Don't, you're betrothed to Mary. Don't break off this engagement. Don't, don't break off the marriage. You go ahead and get married to her. God wanted to make sure that Jesus Christ, his son, when he came in the flesh, he had an earthly mother and an earthly father as well. The reason I point this out to you is I, I want you to understand fathers are important. And I'm not just saying that because I believe that. I'm not just saying that because every, every person out here believes their father is important. I'm telling you that because, look at this, God says fathers are important. God believes fathers are important. God wants you to know as a father you are important in the life of your children. And you children, you to understand that your father is very important to you. God says this, so be there. And, and if God says that it's important for you to be in the life, then be there. Connect. We got to connect again. We need to connect with our kids. We need to connect with our, with our kids' moms. They need to see us connect with their moms. Because you know what? That's where they're really going to do most of their learning of how to have a great relationship. Is when they watch how you connect with their mom. All right? They need to see that and, and, and show them, teach them how to connect with other people. And if I can also, let me just throw in here show them how to disconnect too. 
Because I think that's one of, the, one of the great problems we have in our society right now. We don't know how to disconnect. We can't just quit a job and move on. we got to trash the boss on the way out the door, too. Or, or, or the, our, our, our co-workers. Got to go on Facebook and got to type some stuff out, right? We can't just break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. We got to tell everybody why they were the worst man or woman who walked the face of the earth, right? We don't know how to disconnect. Teach your kids how to disconnect. Teach them how. Come on, think about how many problems have you actually solved on social media? Anybody? Anybody solve one on social media? I'm waiting for the first person to, to, to show me the problem they solved by using social media. That's, that's not the way it works. It's connecting. We have to connect right here. Jesus talks three different times. He talks about problem relationships. Now, if you go to the, that page Brent was talking about, church2911.com slash connect, and go to the sermon notes, you can see these actual verses, and there are the references. And I'm just paraphrasing a little bit because I want you to see this real quick is Jesus talked about three problematic situations or relationships that we have. And he says, if you got enemies, love them and pray for them. What's he saying? You gotta he says, you got enemies, connect with them. You got to love them, you got to pray for them. People that you're upset with, Matthew 18, says, you got to go connect with them. Go to them. Or, or, or Matthew chapter 5, if you find out someone is upset with you, then go connect with them as well. So in all of these problematic relationships, what's the key? Connecting. Connecting. We don't solve problems by, by, by telling everybody else about it. The problem is solved right here. I, I've even got a rule with the staff. I said, look, let, let's have no, let's have no uh, uh, correspondence of anything negative by, by anything except face-to-face. -face. Because like, if you tell me you're unhappy about something or, or you've got a problem about something, I want to see your face. And when I tell you, hey, we got to fix it, I want you to see my face. And because when you see my face, you'll know how I really feel about you. I can't tell you how much love there is in my life through texting or something. Is we got to do that kind of a thing face-to-face -face. when we work through issues. I, I want you to know it's not a personal issue. We don't solve things like that. You have to connect. You have to be there. And this was one of the problems for Anakin, right? That is my next slide, right? Keep me on track here. Yes, is that Anakin had men in his life, but he didn't have one single committed man in his life. These are probably the three biggest people he had in his life. Anakin, who became Darth Vader. First was Watto. Now, Watto was his owner. <laughs> you know, he, he was a slave as a little boy, Anakin was. And so Watto was his owner, slave <laughs> not probably going to be a good role model, is he? You know, and if you know, if you've seen the movies, you know, no, he isn't a good role model, but probably not going to be a good role model. But then we have Qui-Gon Jinn. Now, this, this relationship, I mean, Qui-Gon, he actually was the one who got Anakin out of slavery. He, he, he got him bought out of slavery. And so this was the guy who, this was the relationship, this was the man who held the most promise for, for, uh, for Anakin's life, but he died. Way too early in Anakin's life for him, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you haven't seen the movie, but uh, the movies and all these spoilers that are in here. But hopefully, again, thirty-something-year-old movies. I, 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 you know, hope you, I, I hope you've already seen them if you're planning to see them. But Qui-Gon died so early, and, and here's here's a little point to throw in here. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. When you aren't there, guys, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It doesn't matter if it's your fault or not your fault. When you aren't there, the kids are going to suffer the same problems. 
regardless of whose fault it is. Qui-Gon didn't want to die that early. He wanted, he wanted, he, he, he was, he was already heavily invested in Anakin, but he, he died too early. And then Obi-Wan, I know some of you are thinking, Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan, he was, man, he was the man, wasn't he? He was the guy. I mean, he helped Luke so much. Yeah, but did you, did you see his, his relationship with, I mean, if you saw the movies and the prequels where you see his relationship with Anakin as he was growing, and you know what we see? Is we see Obi-Wan being kind of, he wasn't his father, but he was kind of like being a, a modern-day dad. Is he had responsibilities that he had to go take care of. He had duties somewhere else. And he always left, he always left Anakin behind. He, he never took Anakin with him, said, come on, let's go do it. He, he always had something, and he was always somewhere else. And so he was outside of Anakin's life. And so Anakin was always having to struggle with, his, with all of the things going on in his life. He was always having to fight his own battles. He was always having to figure things out uh, with Padme, you know, figure things out with his mom and, and, and all of that going on. Had all these things going on, and he didn't have a man there that he could just confide in and talk to. He had, to, he had to struggle with all these demons that were pulling at him inside of him, and he didn't have that guy that was connected. I mean, does that not speak to us, guys? Come on, Dad. Does that not speak to us? If we're not there, if we're off doing our thing and we're not there, if we're not connecting like we're supposed to be, we're leaving our kids, our sons and our daughters, we're leaving them to fight their battles alone. We're leaving them to try and figure it out without anyone's guidance. We're leaving them to deal with those demons all by themselves. And, and, and when Obi-Wan might want to connect, like it's too late. It's too late. There are too many things going on. And I can't tell you the, the number of times in, in all the years of pastoral ministry, and even before that when I was a youth pastor, I can't tell you the number, number of times that I've had, had dads, I've had parent, moms and dads, parents come to me and, and they, they were at, at a, their wits end. They didn't know what to do. You know why? Because they had been so disconnected for so long. They had let their kids uh, fight all their battles by themselves, and, and they didn't realize, and now it was too late. Guys, come on. May, if I could speak something over, over you today, maybe this, this would be one of the things I would speak over you, is may it never be too late in your relationship with your kids. May it never be too late. Don't let that happen because here's the result of kids who don't have a father connected to them. And, and, and this is not... This is not something from the internet. This is not something uh, I, I talked to my, one of my counselor friends about this week. Not, this is out of my own personal experience as a pastor and a youth pastor even before that, working with youth and working with parents. This is what I tell you. is kids who grow up without a connected father struggle. Here are the places where they struggle the most. Number one is, is they believe they don't need anybody else. A lot of them become loners or they get too big for their britches. You know what I'm talking about? They don't need, I don't need anybody else. You know, and, and their, their, life is, their life is a mess and they're throwing it all away because I don't need anybody else doing their own thing and without, any, without, without any instruction or without any, any guidance. Or, or secondly, they carry the weight of abandonment. They carry, and, it, and you know, it doesn't matter why you're gone. It, do, it doesn't even matter if you die. They will still have that feeling of being abandoned even though it's not your fault. So even, even if you've got good reason to be gone, that's, that still doesn't get away, get, uh, uh, leave them of this feeling of, of abandonment. And, and number three, grasping for a substitute. And man, this is, this is one that I've watched so many times, especially back when I was a youth pastor and so connected to teenagers. 
is I would watch this all the time as I would watch I would watch them grasp for substitutes alternatives it's like they, they would go into bad relationships trying to fill a void because they didn't have their dad connect they could have had a dad in the home with them every single day and night but that he wasn't connected and they would constantly be grasping and, and, and building sometimes bad relationships because they were trying to fill a void that was there and the sad thing is, is a lot of them have all three. Like Anakin Skywalker. He had all of those things. Maybe that's why he turned into Darth Vader. So he was dealing with all of those things. May it never be too late for you. So, what, so what's the most important thing? And I, I've had people ask me this. Which is more important, to be there physically or to be there mentally and emotionally? Which is most important? Which is... You know, I don't think they're exclusive. I don't think you can say, well, if I could only give one. I, I, if you can only give one, you can only give them everything they need. You know, it's kind of like people, I've, I've had people ask us also, well, as far as time, what's more important, time with your kids? Is it quality or quantity? Both. <laughs> you got to give them all you can, and, and you got to give them the best that you've got. I mean, you know, <laughs> kids aren't hobbies, you know? It's not something you pick up and you do for a little while. These are your kids. This is the future. You know, and, and you and I, we, we've got to give the best we've got and all that we've got as much as we've got. So which is the most important, physical presence or the mental and emotional connection, that kind of presence? But let, me, let me give you a couple of illustration examples for, for you to understand what I'm saying is how, how they're both important. Is Say there's a dad on deployment. You know, that means he can't physically be with his kid. Not, not a lot he can do about that. I mean, he'd go AWOL, then he goes to jail, and he's going to be disconnected for a lot longer, right? So not a lot he can do about that. But you know what? He can still connect. He's not there physically, but he can connect. And especially today. I mean, all over the world, you know, it's, it's so much easier to connect. So yeah, there, is, there are connection options for that, for that dad who is even on deployment. Now, he can't be there to teach the kid how to use a hammer. Or fly a kite. So yeah, I can't, you know, there are still those limitations. But there can be that mental and, and emotional connection still for, um, you know, in almost all areas of deployment these days. And, you know, and, but that's still limited. But on the other hand, if a dad is in the house physically, every, every day, you know, he comes home from work, he's there every day. You know, other than vacation or so, he, you know, he's there in the house every day but he isn't connected, then that kid is going to struggle more on the average than the kid whose dad is on deployment because that dad who is in the home but disconnected is choosing to not connect with his kids. You understand the difference? You understand? And that's why they're both important. If with everything you can, be there physically, but also connect mentally, emotionally, verbally, because if you are only there physically and you aren't connecting mentally and emotionally, you are missing the whole point of being there physically. I mean, you're kind of blowing it by being there physically and not connecting with the others in the other areas. You're missing the point, and your kids are going to see you as one who is choosing because you've got the opportunity. You're right here. You're not. Guys, we have to connect, reconnect. And stay connected. We got to connect. And I told you that was probably the most important thing I would want to tell all of the dads here today. And I spent most of my time right there. 
I got one last thing I want to tell you. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. Darth Vader thought he found one. He, he, he went and killed the Jedi. He let his anger take control. By allowing his emotions to go rampant, he was expecting to get so much power from the dark side, he would be able to save his wife Padme from death during childbirth. He thought he found a shortcut. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. Okay? Uh, I'm going to try to explain this to you, and this may be, a, I, 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 don't, I, I hope everybody gets this. There are no shortcuts. You remember, you remember over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go, right? The horse knows the way, the way. You know, the horse knows the way. Over the river and through the, now there may be other ways, right? But those are the long ways. The way is over the river and through the woods. The way the horse knows. You know, that we've been going over and over and over. Now, I, I don't know where your grandma lives, okay? But uh, if you think about that for just a moment, there is a way to grandma's house. What is the way to grandma's house? Now, now some of you, you, you need me to say it this way. What is the best way to grandma's house? But I'm not even going to use the word best. I'm going to say it's the way because the best way is the way. You know, everything else is, isn't important, you know. You know, th think about it this way. On, uh, to go to my grandma's house, what do, what do I need? Now, taking everything into consideration, going to grandma's house, uh, you know, distance, time, uh, neighborhoods that you've got to go through, you know, whether, whether it's a safe neighborhood or anything, or, or, or maybe it's remote locations, those kinds of things. Taking all of that into consideration, what is the way to grandma's house? Now, any other way is not the way. It is the long way. It is not a shortcut. You may say, well, I'll go this way and I'll cut off a couple of miles, but because it's not on the interstate, you lost some time. So it's not the way. Because you've already decided what is the way. There is the way. There is an important way. Or, or you can say, well, I'll go this way because it's more scenic or, or I like it a little bit better. But then, then maybe you lose time or, or distance as well. Or maybe for some other reason you, you, you choose a different way one day and, and you think this is going to be a shortcut. And so you take, you, you know, you, you take that shortcut. But maybe then you end up having to go through some places that are really you know, a little sketchy, or maybe in a remote area where you don't even have cell phone service, you put your family at risk. That's not a shortcut, even if it saved you time or some gas money, right? There is the way, and everything else is the long way. Anybody ever taken a shortcut that wasn't? We had to go somewhere the other day, and, and uh, it, was, it was during rush hour, and we had to go through Malfunction Junction. It was already backed up, you know, to... Uh, to uh, pass North Birmingham, so I thought we're gonna get off on, you know, on uh, Finley and cut across there and go around all this. I get off, get ready to go to Finley and pass the last exit where I can get back on, and then I see the train on the train tracks. Oh no, okay, so got to turn and we're gonna go down here and go right over to the, the gate of a SIPCO, you know, and, and look down and nope, train's there too. So then we turn up and and I and I knew what was ahead. I, now I got to drive around a SIPCO. And I don't know if you've ever done, but like if you're on your way back from Princeton up this way, and when from Princeton, if you get up to the interstate right there, and if you look over there, you'll see all of a SIPCO all over there. And the other day when Dave and I were coming back, I said, you know, that, that shortcut that we took, he said, that's, that's a SIPCO right over there. That shortcut we took was all the way around there. And so the shortcuts sometimes aren't what they seem. Don't be tempted, guys to take the shortcut because there is no shortcut to being a great dad. There is one way.
There is one way to raise your kid. There is one way to be in their life. There is one way to be connected. There is one way to become something worth imitating. There is one way to hand off that ball of kite string that is now better than it was when it was handed off to you. There is one way. And you know what? All of it's a little different for each of us, okay? You know, like your grandma lives in a different place than mine does, right? You know, that kind of a thing. So everything's a little different in that way. But there is one way that you need to raise your kids. And everything else is the long way and is going to cost you something in the end. So stop taking any shortcuts and keep doing it the right way. Just about any good story has character development. You know, like the character grow, the characters grow. And that happens with most of them, but not Darth Vader. I mean, he falls, he fails. I mean, it's just... There's no character development at all, like really in him. It's basically not good. I mean, he just, he just sinks deeper and deeper and deeper into who he is. And at the very, very end of his life, now this is in the next movie, not Empire Strikes Back. This is in number six. At the very end of his life, Luke is there with him. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, spoiler again, Darth Vader dies. Uh, Luke, Luke is there with him, and, 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 and he's telling him he's going to die. And Luke says, but I want to save you. I started to play the video clip for you because it's, re it's, really pretty, it's really pretty moving, what Vader says. But he's just really so gross to look at. And I didn't know if I wanted that as my last little thing up here. Is you, you know, Vader's just so gross because of the, the, what had happened to him in his past. But he says, he says, I want to save you. Luke says, I want to save you to his dad. And his dad says, but you already have. But you already have. So the son saved the dad. You know, and, and some of you dads, you may be lost as far as, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to connect. I don't know how to make this happen. Can I tell you, can I give you some advice? Watch your kids. Listen to them. They'll tell you. Even when they don't know, they're telling you. They'll tell you what's missing. They'll tell you what they need. It, it doesn't matter if they're three or four years old. Just watch them. They, they won't know they're telling you, but they're, they'll be sending you subliminal messages. Or, or if they're teenagers, man, just listen to them. You might have to read between the lines a little bit, but for teenagers, most of the time, you don't have to read between the lines. You just have to listen. You know, or, or, if, or if they're grown and they've got kids of their own, still, just listen. They, they might tell you. you. You may feel like you ain't got a clue of what to do next, but if you'll pay attention, I bet your kids will help you know what to do. I bet they'll help you know what, what, what they feel is missing in your life. So let's do it. Let's. I, I, start, I started to go through all those things as they rolled through my mind, all the things I just preached. Let me not recap. Let me just say, come on, let's be the dads that God gifted us and called us to be. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and pastoral staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer requests by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.